Welcome to this episode of Moving the Pile, brought to you by your Indiana corn and soybean checkoffs. Twice a month, we'll share insights on what your checkoffs are doing to keep your grain moving. My name is Kevin Cox. My family and I farm in west central Indiana in the counties of Park, Putnam, and Clay near the town of Brazil. My wife and son Trent and I currently raise corn, soybeans, hay, and cattle. I serve on the Indiana Soybean Alliance Board of Directors. Welcome to Moving the Pile. Today we'll be discussing how Indiana corn and soybean checkoff dollars are used to fund production and on-farm research. Over the years, ISA and ICMC have funded research efforts to help farmers mitigate yield loss, pests and weeds, and reduce input costs and manage nutrients. In a recent 2019 study by the United Soybean Board, soybean checkoff investments in production research continue to provide promising returns to U.S. soybean farmers returning on an average value of $9.42 back to the farm for every $1 invested. Today, we'll be highlighting one of the corn checkoff funded studies through Purdue University and talking specifically to farmer Aaron Howell from Middleton, Indiana, who has taken part in this study. Aaron, I'd like you to introduce yourself today and welcome to our program. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, uh, nice to be here. My name's Aaron Howell. Um, we we farm here near Middletown, Indiana. We're located in East East Central Indiana. Um, it's a large diversified family farming operation. We grow five different crops, um, and we're we're glad to be able to take part in these types of research activities. Very good. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of what the study is that you took part in? So, with Dr. Vin at Purdue and his graduate assistant. We, we did a three-year study here um, starting in 2015, and uh, we were testing various rates and timings of application for nitrogen and corn production here in East Central Indiana. Very good. So when you say you started this in 2015, so over the last three years, then what have the results that you've seen from that? So, so we we marked off pretty uh, large areas and, and a different field every year. Uh, we did five different treatments with four different replications of each treatment and um, followed it through from the beginning of the season all the way through the harvest and um, tested different rates of nitrogen in the early side dress in combination with different rates at tassel to see what the best combination or the most agronomic optimum combination was. And the key takeaway, I guess, is that obviously every year is different. Um, we did not necessarily prove higher yields from, from applying more of that nitrogen at tassel. What we did prove is that you obviously have to monitor your corn crop from beginning to end um, every year because every year is different and there's a lot of bushels and dollars to be gained by being ready to adapt and and tailor your application to to that year and we really proved that that corn has an amazing ability to recover in a year when there is nitrogen loss. So then it's often the comment is made is, well, what value is there to my checkoff dollars? 
So you being a participant in this program and being a producer and taking advantage of this, do you see that as being a benefit uh, to your checkoff dollars investment that you make into that program? Absolutely. I think it's, um, I, I, this is, this was a really practical study. Um, th these are decisions that corn farmers across the Midwest have to make every day from, from planting the crop to when you plant, put the crop in the ground all the way through harvest. And, and the management of nutrients is so key because of the impact on yield the the investment in those nutrients and then wanting to keep all those nutrients in the field and as, and as efficient as possible and um we we have so many dollars invested in a, in a growing crop that we need to have be able to make educated decisions and and know that we've proven what's right and what's wrong from a, a study like this so it sounds like to me from your comments that the time that's invested into the research project was definitely worthwhile absolutely it was a it was a productive study it was it, it was it was pretty painless um it was designed in a way that it matched our operational um system and and the, the results were were valuable and the research was productive well, very good. Well, thank you. I appreciate Aaron from Middleton, Indiana, taking time to be with us today and sharing his experiences with this checkoff program. Thank you very much, Aaron, for giving us your time. Thank you. All right. I'd like to welcome my next guest to Moving the Pile, C.J. Chalfin from Hartford City, Indiana. C.J. serves on the Indiana Soybean Board and serves on the Grain Production and Utilization Committee. You know, one of the priorities of the checkoff since they started is to find ways to produce better yields. I know that we've helped fund research in everything from nitrogen timing, herbicide resistance, disease tracking and resistance, and even gene assignment through the years to help find new and better ways to grow corn and soybean. DJ, can you give me a quick introduction of yourself and your operation? Yeah, uh, I live in Harvard City, farm with my grandfather. Uh, I have a seed business as well, um, and I have a wife and two beautiful kids. And our crops are looking good this year. Very good. Well, I welcome you. Thank you for taking time to be with us today. What are some specific research priorities that you see that the Indiana Soybean and the Indiana Corn Marketing Council are focusing on this year? Uh, the mission of ISA is to support the research that will give the highest possible return to Indiana soybean producers. Uh, for this coming year, ISA's goal is to identify and fund projects that enhance farm profitability while improving e environmental stewardship. Specifically, uh, we're interested in research that optimizes nutrient efficiency, addresses challenges related to implementing soil health practices, finding environmentally and economically sustainable yield loss mitigation strategies and technologies to manage diseases. So how are these projects going to benefit me as a producer? You know, at the end of the day, we're looking for projects that are going to help drive economics. They're going to drive, um, you know, the almighty dollar on your farm at the farm gate at the end of the day. Um, whether that is, you know, we're looking for to breed better crops or if we can find a niche market to fulfill, 
to help bring more dollars to the farmers at the end of the day. It sounds like to me, you know, the last four or five years have really been tough economically in the ag sector. And it sounds like to me that these projects that they're focusing on are trying to help us to manage those input dollars as best we can. Would you agree with that? I would. So do you have any other thoughts then that might um, help help people to understand where those dollars are going and what the benefits are to them as a producer? I mean, at the end of the day, those dollars are being spent uh, frugally. They were trying to find places to, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, to come to bring more money back to uh, that investment. Uh, and there's a lot of farmers that don't realize where their money's going, um, but it's going into research. It's going into trying to find new markets, new uses. Well, in 2016, the checkoffs heavily invested into Purdue's uh, based Indiana Corn and Soybean Innovation Center. So how do you envision the center benefiting just the average corn and soybean producer in Indiana? Well, uh, for example, plant breeders are working to develop crop varieties that produce greater yield, uh, have great, have improved nutritional attributes, and can better withstand the environmental stress such as rainfall and drought that we have here in Indiana. And this is why we feel like it is a great investment for our checkoff dollars. Very good. Well, I'd like to thank you for taking your time today to participate in our podcast. Uh, Both of my guests, Aaron and CJ, both have participated in these programs to see the values of the Indiana corn and soybean check. Well, to now, I'd like to introduce Ed Ebert. Ed is the uh, Senior Director of Grain Production and Utilization at the Indiana Soybean and Indiana Corn. Uh, And uh, Ed, at this time, is going to give us his uh, forecasts and thoughts on the current corn and bean markets. Ed, I'll turn it over to you. Hello, this is Ed Ebert, Senior Director of Grain Production and Utilization for the Indiana Soybean Alliance and Indiana Corn Marketing Council. Today I will give you a brief market summary for the last week of July 2020. Starting with the corn market, we see steady downward pressure on the corn market since the release of the June acreage report. Virtually all of the gains on December corn futures have been wiped out following the release of that surprising report. Great weather, lower temps forecast into the middle of August, along with abundant rainfall, all point to above trendline yields. The eastern corn belt has seen very beneficial rains, and although parts of the western corn belts are a bit dry, overall the U.S. corn crop looks poised for solid yields. With this weather outlook showing corn entering the filling stage with cool weather and notable improvements in conditions as reported by the USDA this past week, continued rainfall and cooler temps are pulling risk premiums out of the market. The main states are all showing very strong performance in vegetative density, with several states hitting new records. With the current weather forecasts of very favorable weather into middle of August, This vegetative density will continue to add to our already record performance. Several analytical firms are already coming out with yield forecasts for the national crop at or above 180 bushels per acre, which would translate into a production increase over current USDA estimates by over 175 million bushels. The soybean market has had a different price trajectory than corn. Stable planted acres with minimal corn acres shifted into soybeans continues a reduction in the carryout stocks, which results in a much more functional balance sheet when compared to corn. 
Like corn, vegetative growth for soybeans in the main states are approaching record highs with weather forecasts that support even higher levels of vegetative growth and density. Soybeans also saw the same conditions rebound from this past week's USDA report. With many analytical firms beginning to report yield expectations, soybeans, as in the case of corn, would be above trendline yields, so at or above 52 bushels per acre. This again would add 190 to 200 million bushels of production. Soybeans have retained over half of that that price move that they saw after the release of the acreage report, and strong new crop sales continue to support this market. Market focus is certainly centered on the August 12th crop production report from USDA. The August report sets the pace and important parameters for the following reports. So barring some significant weather disruption, the August report tends to be one of the more volatile reports in terms of price direction. Some things to continue to watch are, again, that USDA crop production report on August 12th, China continuing to purchase both new crop corn and soybeans, China's purchase of old crop corn and significant new crop purchases indicate a continued appetite for global corn consumption. Chinese purchases of new crop soybeans are already above 6 million metric tons, which is well above last year's pace at the same time. China appears to be taking significant steps towards attaining the Phase 1 trade agreement goals. And finally, watching the all-important closing weather as we move into August, which is significant uh, when we consider overall soybean yield potential. That's about all we have time for in this report. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moving the Pile. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform or sign up to get updates when new episodes are available via text by messaging CHECKOFF to 31996. That's CHECKOFF, C-H-E-C-K-O-F-F to 31996. Insights brought to you by the Indiana Corn Marketing Council and the Indiana Soybean Alliance, funded with Indiana Corn and Soybean Checkoff Dollars. Learn more about your checkoff's efforts to move your corn and soybeans at incorn.org or indianasoybean.com.